0: Stay up to date on the Green and Gold All Off season. The Green and Gold Fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi Casino Hotel. Luxury stay, elite play, unwind in sophisticated comfort. Win big, dine, and experience the events in Milwaukee.
1: By all accounts, that is the message that the Packers are sending out. But you also start to hear rumblings that. Maybe Roger's side is starting to dip their toe in the water, making calls to GMs, making calls to coaches, maybe trying to see what the market can bear, what teams are willing to play ball. You know, we talked about Jeremy Fowler, who said that there were six to eight teams who were interested, not new news. We knew that there certainly would be teams interested in who we believe will be the reigning MVP, back-to-back MVP, and that the package will likely be two firsts plus another pick, and or a player in a pick, right? I think that's what we came down to with mm-hmm. the Charles Robinson report from a year ago where he talked to 10 GMs. Uh, and like Jason told us this morning when we talked to him, that price has likely gone up just based on how good Rodgers was this past season. My question to you is this. Why aren't the Packers taking calls? Is it just to be able to say... We never took a call on Aaron Rodgers. Or is it just to be able to say, we told you we weren't going to trade him. We remain committed to that point. Or is it just to be able to say, if this thing goes south, hey, we did everything we could. We did everything we could. We never took a call. We never even entertained trading him. But he wanted to go and case sera, sera. You can't take calls right now when your public stance is, we want to
2: keep him. Mark Murphy has the piece out there. The Murphy Takes Five that he writes every month, first Saturday every month. It's over at Packers.com. We discussed this yesterday as well, where you can go check it out and see some of the questions that he answered. But he said that they're a united front. Him, Russ Ball, Gutekunst, lafleur they all want Aaron Rodgers back. So if your public front is, we want him back, and then everybody finds out that you were taking calls while you said we want him back, it's a bad look. It's just a bad look. You can't do that. So as long as the Packers are publicly saying we want him back, they're also keeping the pressure on Rodgers because they know if the split happens, it's not going to be as bad as it was with Brett Favre, but there's still an element of the fan base that, oh, I can't believe they didn't want him back. I can't believe they decided to trade away the MVP. Whereas the Packers, if they are patient, they don't take the calls, and they wait for Rodgers to come to them and say, hey, I want to be traded, then okay, hey, man, we just, we're we just doing what he wanted to do. He's the one who wanted out. We said we wanted him back, but ultimately he decided to leave.
0: I think it's a combination of a handful of things. Uh, you know, the biggest one is their way. But that everyone is so burnt out after a season. The last thing they want to do is talk about football. They want to relax. I can't – I mean, it's been years, but I remember – Me and Brett specifically, this was when Dallas was playing Pittsburgh in Arizona. We purposely took our flights to uh, the Pro Bowl because we didn't want to watch the game. We're just so sick of it, you know. Uh, But I I think eventually they're just going to wait to hear from Aaron and see what he wants to do. But you know what wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, because Aaron's obviously done it before, if he does come back... He's going to hook someone up. I mean, last year he hooked up Cobb, got him out of Texas. I could seriously see Aaron saying, okay, I'll come back, but I want you to make Devontae the highest-paid receiver. I don't want any of this crap of guaranteed money. Make him the highest-paid receiver, give him what he wants, and then I'll come and he, Packers, he's going to get something more than money just for him.
1: And the Packers have essentially guaranteed that by taking the stance that they've taken, which is that we want, and again, I know that all of this is calculated. I know it's all strategic. You don't go into a situation like this where there is public scrutiny, where there's, where there's a generational talent. You don't go into it and just go, hey, let's just see what happens, right? You have a plan. And right now it would appear that the unified front is the plan. We all want him back. But I just don't understand how you can justify not doing your due diligence. I mean, Gabe, several weeks ago, you were kind of in the camp of get as much as you can for him. Go out there, see what other teams are willing to put together, get a King's ransom for Aaron Rodgers, and we'll move on. And you weren't saying that's what you wanted, but you were saying that that was an option. So if in fact that is, and option, if that is a plan B, how come you can't just go, hey, we plan on keeping Aaron Rodgers, but if he wants to leave, what would you be willing to give us for him?
2: Because,
0: because Jen, the Packers aren't going to negotiate with uh, the Carolina Panthers because they know Aaron doesn't want to go, go there. So out of those eight teams, there's probably, what, three viable teams that Aaron would actually consider? You know, so they're not going to waste their time taking calls from, from the, the New York Giants or someone like that. Even though they may pay top dollar for them, they know they're never going to be able to sell it to Aaron, so they're not going to waste their time.
2: Also, and Andrew Brandt tweets this all the time. Former Packers executive, Chu, you know him. Deadline spur action. Like the deadline to trade Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is April 28th. That's the first round of the NFL draft. Like that's the actual deadline to trade Aaron Rodgers, if that is indeed what ends up happening. Because they need you if you're the Packers, you need draft picks from this year's draft. And right now, again, the regular season's not over yet. There's there's no real deadline, there's no pushing action to make this potentially happen right now. You've got you've got time if you're the Packers. You don't have to take those calls now. You've got plenty of time before the draft to take. Those
1: well, calls. and since you mentioned the draft, maybe the way that this year's draft is going to roll out will also affect the market for a veteran quarterback. In fact, Albert Breer yesterday was on the Rich Eisen show, and here's what he had to say about that dynamic.
0: Last year, it felt like there was going to be this you know land rush um, for quarterbacks. And I don't think it quite played out that way, you know. And this year, because the draft class is. Um, not great at the position. I would say probably uh, like the worst since 2013, mm. um, at the very least. Um, you know, I think that there's going to be more suitors out there looking for veteran quarterbacks, which could jack the market up for those who are available.
1: Yeah, some of the names there, obviously, and you're, you're well familiar with these guys just because of college football, but Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, Sam Howell from North Carolina, Matt Corral from Old Miss. Um, yeah, it's not a a really deep pool of talent at the position, but I still say Aaron Rodgers will be the first domino to fall, right? Like there was some talk last week about Russell Wilson and where he came into this whole mix, right? Russell Wilson ain't making a move. If he decides to go somewhere else until Aaron Rodgers, we know where he's going to be in 2022, right? I still believe that he will dictate all of the movement and what a lot of these teams do in the draft based on where he is in 2022.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Rodgers is the first domino to fall this offseason. I, I still tend to believe Rodgers' timeline. Like he said, he wanted to be respectful of Packers. He wanted to be respectful of Devontae Adams. So I honestly believe that within the next month, we're going to know. Because one month from today is when that franchise tag window closes. I don't think we find out when it opens in two weeks. We find out somewhere in that two-week window whether or not Rodgers is coming back.
0: So what if if Jason says that Aaron's going to get two first round picks and another pick? Say, what does Russell Wilson get? One first round pick and another pick?
2: Um, no, potentially more than that, Chu, Ju, just because he's younger. What? Yeah, because he's no younger. Way. So if you trade From for Russell Wilson, if you trade for Russell Wilson, presumably he could be your quarterback for the next five to
1: seven years. That's funny because I think yesterday on GetUp I saw that Ryan Clark was going. In on Russell Wilson and not in a good way. He was saying we got to stop putting Russell Wilson in this category of him being the of the elite quarterbacks because he's he hasn't won enough. He hasn't done enough. He hasn't, you know, been able to carry the load where he deserves to be considered in that top echelon which I think is an interesting thing to come out as we hear Russell may want to move. And, you know, they had the issues last year and he didn't like getting sacked and all of, all of the things that went down with the Russell Wilson saga last year. But I do think that there are people who skew towards where Chewy is going, which say he's just a guy. He's just a guy. And I know a lot of people here in Wisconsin like him because of his Wisconsin connection, right? Because of the success he brought the Badgers when he was under center there. But there is a portion of the, of the football-loving fan base out there that's kind of going, he ain't that great.